BetterHelp.com. You deserve to be happy. Types of therapy, individual couples, team, the world's largest therapy service, 100% online, professional alliance, and vetted therapists who you can trust. Tap into the world's strongest network of licensed, accredited, and experienced therapists who can help you with a range of issues including depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, grief, and more. With BetterHelp's therapists, you get the same professionalism and quality you would expect from an in-office therapist, but with the ability to communicate when and how you want. Get matched to the best therapist for you. Answer a few questions to find a therapist who fits your needs and preferences. Tap into the largest network of licensed, professional, board-certified providers, community. Communicate your way via messaging, chat, phone, video, Talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable. Therapy when you need it. Message your therapist anytime from anywhere. No scheduling needed. Schedule a live session at a time that's convenient for you. Connect from your phone, tablet, or computer. PrettyLitter.com Introducing the world's smartest cat litter. Health monitoring litter that won't break the bank or your back. This truly is litter box magic. 15,000 five-star reviews. Say goodbye to that litter box smell. Pretty litter traps odor instantly and then eliminates moisture so you'll never smell your cat's dirty business again. Easier cat clears and fresh glitter is just around your doorstep. No need to add baking soda or for extra odor absorption. Ditch the pine pellets and Upgrade to silica cat litter. Refill once a month. Scoop less. Up to 80% lighter. Cat parents are blessed with this color changing litter. Unlike traditional litter, pretty litter keeps tabs on your cat's health by changing color. Cats are notorious for hiding illnesses. Pretty litter changes color to tell you when your cat has a potential health issue so you can get them help before it becomes an urgent medical situation. Pretty litter, silica litter, crystal litter comes save you, save you big money on expensive vet bills. Not to mention, it could save your cat's life. The soil litter will sh- show the following: alkalinity. Blue may indicate certain types of urinary tract infections or increased risk of. Stone formation, typical, dark yellow, olive green, coloring indicates urine within a typical range. Acidity, orange may indicate metabolic acidosis or kidney tubular acidosis. Blood, red may indicate bladder crystals, feline lower urinary tract disorder, or certain types of kidney disease. How pretty litter works. Choose number of cats. Tell Pretty Litter how many cats you have, and they'll know how much litter to send you. They have options for going for every scenario. Get your litter delivered every month. Pretty Litter's lightest, lightweight cat litter is delivered to your door. Refill once a month. Pretty Litter's non-clumped advanced formula means you need less litter compared to traditional clay litter with clumping formulas. Save money. Pretty Litter will save you money on potential vet bills through early detection, plus on average costs less per month compared to leading brand competitors. 
Cleaner and safer. Pretty litter is made from clean, effective minerals that help control odor and reduce dust while also being family and pet safe. Household friendly, less dust, less mess. 99.9% dust free. Everyone's talking about pretty litter. Veterinarian's seal of approval. Why pretty litter is better at advanced odor control. Pretty litter super absorbent silica gel. Litter eliminates smells, ultralight, and delivered free. Stop hauling a giant bag of litter home from the store. Monitor your cat's health. Crystals change color to help detect early signs of illnesses. The pretty litter promise. Pretty litter takes some of the stress out of cat parenting so you can focus with mad Focus on what matters most, living a long and happy life. Together, Pretty Litter was demanded to give cat parents peace of mind, knowing that they can keep daily tabs on their cat's health. To further take care of your cat's health, Pretty Litter de developed Pretty Please, a premium grain-free cat food to support your companion in all stages of life. Look for a special introduction, introductory offer when you... Add pretty peas to your pretty litter order at checkout. 30 day guarantee. Try pretty litter risk free for 30 days. If for any reason you're not completely satisfied, just return within 30 days and pretty litter will issue a full refund. Get started today. Try pretty litter. Here is part four of U.S. President number 39, James Jimmy Carter. Uh, Presidential Politics Carter in 1988 Carter was considered a potential candidate for the in the 1984 presidential election but did not run instead and instead endorsed Walter Mondale for the Democratic nomination. After Mondale secured the nomination, Carter critiqued the Reagan campaign, spoke at the 1984 Democratic National Convention, and advised Mondale. Following the election in which President Reagan defeated Mondale, Carter stated the loss was predictable due to the latter's platform that included raising taxes. In the 1980 presidential election, Cycle Carter ruled himself out as a candidate once more and predicted Vice President George H.W. Bush as a Republican nominee in the general election. Carter foresaw unity at the 1988 Democratic National Convention, where he delivered an address following the election, a failed attempt. In the 1980 presidential election cycle, Carter ruled himself as a candidate once more and predicted Vice President George H.W. Bush as the Republican nominee in the general election. Carter foresaw unity at the United 1988 Democratic National Convention where he delivered an address followed by, following the election, a failed attempt by the Democrats in regaining the White House. Carter said Bush would have a more difficult presidency than Reagan due to not having the same level of popularity. During the 1992 presidential election, Carter met with Massachusetts Senator Paul Songus, who sought out his advice. Carter spoke favorably of former governor of Arkansas, Bill Clinton. And criticized Ross Perot. As the primary concluded, Carter spoke of the need for the 1992 Democratic National Convention to address certain issues not focused on in the past and campaigned for Clinton after he became the Democrat nominee in the general election, publicly stating his expectation to be consulted during the latter's presidency.
Carter endorsed Vice President <coughs> Al Gore days before the 2000 presidential election, and in the years following, voiced his opinion that the election was won by Gore. <coughs> Despite the Supreme Court handling handing the election to Bush in the controversial Bush versus Gore ruling. In the 2004 election cycle, Carter endorsed John Kerry and spoke at the 2004 Democratic National Convention. Carter also voiced concerns of another voting mishap in the state of Florida. And in the Democratic presidential primary in 2008, Carter was speculated to endorse Senator Barack Obama over his main primary rival, Hillary Clinton, and in speaking favorably of the candidate, as well as remarks from the Carter family that show their support for Obama. Carter also commended the comment on Clinton ending her bid when superdelegates voted after the June 3rd primary leading up to the general election. Carter criticized John McCain, who responded to Carter's comments on warned Obama against election electing against selecting Clinton as a running mate. Carter endorsed Republican Mitt Romney for the Republican nomination during the primary season on, of the 2012 election cycle, though he clarified his back air Romney was due to him considering the former Massachusetts governor the candidate that could best assure a victory for President Obama. Carter delivered a videotape address at the 2012 Democratic National Convention. Views on Trump Administration Carter was critical of Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump shortly after the latter entered the primary and Carter predicted he would lose, noting the differing surfaces of the political climate from when he was still an active politician. As the primary continued, Carter stated he would prefer Trump over his main rival Ted Cruz, although he rebuked the Trump campaign and remarks during the primary and his address to the 2016 Democratic National Convention. In the Democratic primary, Carter voted for Senator Bernie Sanders and the and in the general election, voted for Hillary Clinton. In October 2017, however, Carter defended President Trump in an interview that the New York Times criticizing the media's coverage of it. I think the media have been harder on Trump than any other president, certainly, that I've known about. Carter stated, I think they feel free to claim that Trump is mentally deranged and everything else without hesitation. He also praised Trump for reaching out to Saudi Arabia and stating that the president has been under a stricter spotlight than his predecessors. After the interview, Trump himself praised Carter's comments and thanked him over Twitter, writing, just read the nice remarks by President Jimmy Carter about me and how badly I am treated by the press fake news. Thank you, Mr. President. He has sharply criticized the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Department under Trump's administration's response to the assassination of Jamal Khashoggi. Carter believes that Trump would ha- would not have been elected without Russia's interference in the 2016 election, and he believes that Trump didn't actually win the, two- the election in 2016. He lost the election and he was put into office because the Russians interfered on his behalf. When questioned, he agreed that Trump is an elite, illegitimate president. Carter does not believe that Russia's changed any votes during the presidential elections or primaries. Hurricane Relief Carter criticizes the Bush administration's handling of Hurricane Katrina, built homes in the aftermath of Hurricane Sandy, and partnered with former presidents to work with One America Appeal to help the victims of Hurricane Harvey and Hurricane Irma in the Gulf Coast and Texas communities, in addition to writing op-eds about that goodness, seeing Americans who assist each other during natural disasters. 
Other activities, Carter attended the dedication of his presidential library and those of President Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush. He delivered eulogies at the funerals of Coretta Scott King and Jeff Ford and Theodore Heesberg. As of August 2019, Carter serves as an honorary chair for the World Justice Project and formerly served as one for the Community of Government Commission. He continues to occasionally teach Sunday school at Marantha. Baptist Church. Carter also teaches at Emory University in Atlanta and in June 2019 was awarded tenure for 37 years of service. Political positions. Abortion. Although Carter, Carter was personally opposed to abortion, he opposed legalized abortion uh, after the landmark U.S. Supreme Court decision Roe v. Wade 410 U.S. 113-1973. As president, he did not support increased federal funding for abortion services. He was criticized by the American Civil Liberties Union for not doing enough to find alternatives. In a March 29, 2012 interview with Laura Ingram, Ingram Carter expressed his current view of abortion and his wish to see the Democratic Party become more pro-life. I never have believed that Jesus Christ would approve of abortion, and that was one of the problems I had when I was president, having to uphold Roe versus Wade, and I did everything I could to minimize the need for abortions. I made it an easy I made it easy to adopt children for instance where who were unwanted and also initiated the program called Women and Infant Children or a WIC program that still exists now, but except for the times when a mother's life is in danger or when a pregnancy is caused by rape or incest, I would certainly not or never have approved any abortions. I've signed a public letter calling for the Democratic Party at the next convention to espouse my position on abortion, which is to minimize the need to requirement for abortion and limit only to women whose lives sick are in danger or who are pregnant as a result of rape or incest. I think if the Democratic Party would adopt that policy, that would be acceptable to a lot of people who are now estranged from our party because of the abortion issue. Death penalty. Carter is known for a strong opposition to the death penalty, which he expressed during his presidential campaigns. In his Nobel Prize lecture, Carter urged prohibition of the death penalty. He has continued to speak out against the death penalty in the U.S. and abroad. In a letter to the governor of New Mexico, Bill Richardson, Carter urged the governor to sign a bill to eliminate the death penalty and institute life in prison without parole instead. New Mexico abolished the death penalty in 2009. Carter wrote, As you know, the United States is one of the few countries along with the nations such as Saudi Arabia, China, and Cuba, which still carry out the death despite the ongoing tragedy of wrongful conviction and gross racial and class-based disparities that make it make impossible the fair implementation of this ultimate punishment. In 2012, Carter wrote an op-ed in the LA Times supporting passage of a state referendum which would have ended the death penalty. He opened the article, Professor, the process for administering the death penalty in the United States is broken beyond repair and it is time to choose a more effective and more alternative. California voters will have the opportunity to do this on election day. Carter has also called for commutations of death sentences by for many death row enemies, including Brian K. Baldwin, executed in 1999 in Alabama, Kenneth Foster, sentenced in Texas, commuted in 2007, and Troy Davis, executed in Georgia in 2011. Equality for Women In October 2000, Carter, a third-generation Southern Baptist, severed connections to the Southern Baptist Convention over opposition to women as pastors. What led Carter to take this action was a doctoral statement by the convention adopted in June 2000, advocating a literal interpretation of the Bible. This statement followed the position of 
the convention two years previously, advocating the commission of wives to their husbands. Carter described the reason for his decision as due to an increasing inclination of part of Southern Baptist Convention leaders to a more rigid on what is Southern Baptist and exclusionary of accommodating those who differ from them. The New York Times called Carter's action the highest profile defection yet from the Southern Baptist Convention. On July 15, 2009, Carter wrote an opinion piece about equality for women in which he stated that he chooses equality for women over the dictates of leadership of what he has, has been a lifetime religious commitment. He said that the view that women are inferior is not confined with to one faith, nor tragically does it influence stop at the walls of the church, mosque, synagogue, or temple. Carter stated, the truth is that male religious leaders have had and still have an option to in interpret holy teachings either to exalt or subjugate women they have for their own selfish ends overwhelming, overwhelmingly chosen the latter. Their continuing choice provides a foundation or justification for much of the pervasive persecution and abuse of women throughout the world. This is in clear violation not just of the universal declaration of human rights but also the teachings of Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul, Moses, and the prophets Muhammad and founders of other great religions, all of whom have called for proper and equal treatment of all the children of God. It is time we had the courage to challenge these views. In 2014, he published a call to action, Women, Religion, Violence, and Power. Gun Control Carter has publicly expressed support for a ban on assault weapons, assault weapons, and background checks on gun buyers. In May 1994, Carter and former President Presidents Gerald Ford and Ronald Reagan wrote to the U.S. House of Representatives in support of banning semi-automatic assault guns. In a February 2013 appearance on Piers Morgan Tonight, Carter agreed that if the assault weapons ban did not pass, it would be mainly due to lobbying by the National Rifle Association and its pressure on weak-kneed politicians. Same-sex marriage Carter has stated that he supports same-sex marriage in civil ceremonies. He has also stated that he believes Jesus would also support it, saying, I believe Jesus would. I don't have any verse in Scripture. I believe Jesus would approve gay marriage, but that's just my own personal belief. I think Jesus would encourage any love affair if it was honest and sincere and was not damaging to anyone else, and I don't see that gay marriage damages anyone else. Evangelist Franklin Graham criticized the assertions as absolutely wrong. In October 2014, Carter argued ahead of the Supreme Court ruling that legalization of same-sex marriage would be left up to the states and not mandated by federal law. Race and Politics Carter ignited a debate in September 2009 when he stated, I think an overwhelming portion of the intensely demonstrated animosity toward President Barack Obama is based on the fact that he is a black man, that he is African-American. Obama disagreed with Carter's assessment on CNN. Obama stated, are there people out there who don't like me because of race? I'm sure there are. That's not the overriding issue here. Torture. In the 2000 interview with Amnesty International, Carter criticized uses of torture at Guantanamo Bay, saying that it contravenes the basic principle on which the station was founded. He stated that the next president should make the promise that the United States will never again torture a prisoner. Healthcare. In an October 2013 interview, Carter labeled the Affordable Care Act President Obama's major, major accomplishment and said the inflammation of it now is questionable at best. In July 2017, Carter concluded the U.S. would eventually see the inflammation of a single-payer payer health care system. Campaign finance laws, Carter vigorously opposed the Supreme Court decision in Citizens United v. FEC that struck down limits on campaign spending by corporations and unions going so far as to 
to say that the U.S. is no longer a functioning democracy and now has a system of unlimited political bribery. Personal life, Carter and his wife Rosalind are well known for their work as volunteers with Habitat for Humanity, a Georgia-based philanthropy that helps low-income working people around the world to build and buy their own homes and access clean water. Carter's hobbies include painting, fly fishing, woodworking, cycling, tennis, and skiing. He also has an interest in poetry, particularly the works of Dylan Thomas. During a state visit to the UK in 1977, Carter suggested that Thomas should have a memorial in Poets Corner at the Westminster Abbey. This was an idea that came to fruition in 1982. Carter as also a personal friend of Elvis Presley, Carter and his wife Rosa met him on June 30, 1973, before Presley was to perform on stage in Atlanta. They remained in contact by telephone two months before President's sudden death in, 19, in August 1977. Carter later recalled an abrupt phone call received by President Presley in June 1977, who sought the presidential pardon from Carter in order to help George Klein's criminal case. Klein had only been indicted at the time for fraud. According to Carter, he was almost incoherent and cited barbiturate abuse as a cause of this. Although Presley phoned the White House several times again, this would be the last time Carter would speak to Elvis Presley. The day after President Carter issued a statement that explained how he had changed the face of American popular culture. Religion from a young age. Carter showed a deep commitment to Christianity. He teaches Sunday school and is a deacon at the Marantha Baptist Church in his hometown of Plains. At a private inauguration worship service, the preacher was Nelson Price, a subject's prayer partner, the pastor of Roswell Street Baptist Church of Marietta, Georgia. As president, Carter prayed several times a day and professed that Jesus was the driving force in his life. Carter had been greatly influenced by a sermon he had heard as a young man. It asked, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would, you, would there be enough evidence to convict you? The New York Times noted that Carter had been instrumental in moving evangelical Christianity closer to the American mainstream during and after his presidency. In 2000, Carter severed his membership with the Southern Baptist Convention, saying the group's doctors did not align with his Christian beliefs in April 2006. Carter, former President Bill Clinton, and Mercer University President Bill Underwood and initiated the New Baptist Covenant. The broadly inclusive movement seeks to unite Baptists of all races, cultures, and convention of affiliations. 18 Baptist leaders representing more than 20 million Baptists across North America backed the group as an alternative to the Southern Baptist Convention. The group held its first meeting in Atlanta, January 30th through February 1st, 2008. Family Carter had three younger siblings, all of whom died of pancreatic cancer. Since his glorious span, 1926 and 1990, and Ruth Stapleton, 1929 to 1983, and then brother Billy Carter, 1937 to 1988, he was first cousin to politician Hugh Carter and a distant cousin to the Carter family of musicians. Carter and Rosalind Miss Smith were married on June, July 7, 1946, in, in the Plains Methodist Church. The Church of Rosalind's family. They had three sons, one daughter, eight grandsons, three granddaughters, and two great grandsons. Mary Prince, an African woman wrongly convicted of murder and later pardoned, was her daughter Amy's nanny for most of the period from 1971 until Jimmy Carter's presidency ended. Carter had asked to be designated as her parole officer, thus helping to enable her to work in the White House. The Carter celebrated the seventh wedding anniversary in July 2016, making it the second. Longest wed presidential couple after George and Barbara Bush.
Their eldest son, Jack Carter, was the 2006 Democratic candidate for the U.S. Senate in Nevada before losing to the Republican incumbent John Ensign. Carter's grandson, Jason Carter, is a former Georgia state senator and in 2014 was a Democratic candidate for governor of Georgia, losing to the Republican incumbent Nathan Deal on December 20, 2015 while teaching a Sunday school class. Carter announced that his 28-year-old grandson, Jeremy Carter, had died from an unspecified illness. Health and longevity, health issues. On August 3, 2015, Carter underwent elective surgery to remove a small mass on his liver and his prognosis for a full recovery was initially said to be excellent. On August 12th, however, Carter announced he had been diagnosed with cancer that had metastasized without specifying where the cancer had originated. On August 20th, he disclosed that melanoma had been found in his brain and liver and that he had begun treatment with the immunotherapy drug Fembrolizum, a band, was about to start radiation therapy. His health care is being managed by Emory Healthcare of Atlanta. The former president has an extensive family history of cancer, including both of his parents and all three of his siblings. On December 6, 2015, Carter issued a statement that his medical scans no longer showed any cancer. On May 13, 2009, Carter broke his hip at his plan's home and underwent surgery to the same day at the Phoebe Sumter Medical Center in America's Georgia. On October 6, 2019, Carter obtained 14 stitches above his left eyebrow after injuring it during a fall, another fall at home. A public appearance afterwards showed that the former president had obtained a black eye during the fall as well. On October 21, 2019, Carter was admitted to the Phoebe Sumter Medical Center after suffering a minor pelvic fracture he obtained after falling again at home for the third time in 2019. He was subsequently able to resume teaching Sunday School at the Manta Baptist Church on November 3, 2019. On November 11, 2019, Carter was hospitalized at the Emory University Hospital in Atlanta for a procedure to relieve pressure on his brain caused by bleeding connected to his falls. The, the surgery was successful and Carter was released from the hospital on November 27. Longevity, Carter, the earliest serving living former president since the death of Joe Ford in 2006, became the oldest to ever attend a Presidential inauguration in 2017 at age 92, and the first to live to the 40th anniversary of their own. Two years later, on March 22, 2019, he gained the distinction of being the nation's longest-lived president when he surpassed the lifespan of George H.W. Bush, who was 94 years and 171 days at the age when he died in November 2018. Both men were born in 1924. On October 1, 2019, Carter became the first U.S. president to live to the age of 95. Funeral burial plans, Carter has made arrangements to be buried in front of his home in Plants, Georgia. Carter noted in 2006 that the funeral in Washington, D.C. with visitation at the Carter Center was planned as well. Public image and legacy, public opinion, Carter and the Gerald Ford, Carter and Gerald Ford were compared with in exit polls from the 1976 presidential election, which Carter won, many voters will still will held still held general many voters still held General Ford's part of Nixon against him. By comparison, Carter was viewed as a sincere, honest, and well-meaning Southerner. Carter began his term with a 66% approval rating, which had dropped to 34% approval by the time he left office, with 55% disapproving. In the 1980 campaign, former California governor. Ronald Reagan projected an easy self-conscious in contrast to Carter's serious and introspective temperament, what many people believe to be Carter's personal attention to detail, his pessimistic attitude, his seeming 
indecisiveness and weakness with people were accentuated in contrast to what many saw as Reagan's charismatic charm and delegation of tasks to subordinates. Reagan used the economic problems, Iran hostage crisis, and lack of Washington cooperation to portray Carter as a weak and ineffectual leader like his immediate predecessor. Joe Ford Carter did not serve a second term as president. Among those who were elected as president, Carter was the first since Hoover in 1932 to lose a re-election bid. Carter's post-president activities have been fairly received. The Independent wrote, Carter is widely considered a better man than he was a president. His presidential approval rating was just 31% before the 1980 election, but 61% approved of his performance as president in 2009 poll. Legacy Carter's presidency was initially viewed by some as a failure in historical rankings of U.S. President Carter's presidency has arranged from number 19 to number 34. Although his presidency received mixed reception, his peacekeeping and humanitarian efforts since his left office have made Carter renowned as one of the most successful ex-presidents in American history. The document Black Door Channels the Price of Peace, 2009, credits Carter's efforts at Camp David, which brought peace between Israel and Egypt, with bringing the only meaningful peace to the Middle East, the film opened in 2009 Monte Carlo Television Festival in an invitation-only royal screening on June 7, 2009 at the Grimaldi Forum in the presence of Albert II, Prince of Monaco. In popular culture, over 60 songs have been released about or referencing Jimmy Carter's summer relation to the 1970 energy crisis and the Iranian hostage crisis. The eponymous Jimmy Carter included on the Chairman Dance's album, Time Without Measure, 2016 describes the president's faith life, specifically realization that that is an integral part of faith. Honors and awards. Carter has received numerous rewards and accolades since his presidency, and several institutions and locations have been named in his honor. His presidential library, Jimmy Carter Library and Museum, was opened in 1986. In 1998, the U.S. Navy named the third and last Sea Wolf class submarine honoring former President Carter and his service as a submarine officer. It became one of the few Navy vessels to be named for a person living at the time of naming. That year, he also received the United Nations Human Rights Prize, given the honor of human, human rights achievements and the Hoover Medal recognized engineers who have contributed to global causes. He won the 2002 Nobel Peace Prize, which was partially a response to President George W. Bush's threats against war. Uh, threats of war against Iraq and Carter's criticism of the Bush administration. Carter has been nominated nine times for the Grammy Award for Best Book and Word Album for audio recordings of his books and has won three times our, for our Endangered Values, America's Moral Crisis 2007, A Full Life Reflections of, at 90 2016, and Faith, A Journey for All 2019. The Souther Field Airport in America's Georgia was renamed Jimmy Carter Regional Airport in 2009. Carter received the Academy, the American Academy of Achievements Golden Plate Award in 1984. In 1991, he was made an honorary member of the Phi Beta Kappa at Kansas State University. Nose Eagleton was later replaced on the ticket by Sergeant Shriver. After working in the Georgia Governor Mansion as a trustee prisoner, she had been returned to prison in 1979. McCarter's term as governor ended, but intervention on behalf by both Jimmy and Rosalind Carter, with Jimmy Carter asking to be designated as a parole officer, enabled her to be reprieved at the work at the White House. Thank you for listening to this episode, uh, section on U.S. President Number 39. James Jimmy Carter. Have a good week. Stay safe and thank you for listening.